Hello and welcome to the Love Boat, a Vikings podcast. Today, we are preetless. With me, we have Tyler Carter. I'm Matt Johnson, your host. And I don't know why I'm so upbeat. The Vikings just got boomed by the Dallas Cowboys 40 to 3. This might be the most embarrassing loss in Vikings home game history. Uh, It definitely is point wise. And interestingly enough, while the Vikings do have an exceptional record, one of the best in the league, they now have a minus two point differential. So I'm going to come right out and just ask you the question, Tyler, what does this mean? Because the Vikings have a negative point differential, essentially meaning they should be 50% win rate, maybe worse because they technically are negative, but the team's eight and two. They just had one of the worst games I've ever seen. And for some reason, I'm not completely off the bandwagon. Just tell me like how I should feel after this, because I don't even know. Here's what it means. Absolutely nothing. Like, the result of of this is just a series of close games that we won, close one-score games, and then we get blown out like 40-3. to So it's, I feel like it's a misleading stat because you have one horrendous game and a string of close games that aren't really going to reflect on your point differential, but you won those close games. The only thing that matters is we're eight and two. And because of the rest of the NFC North, our playoff chances have not changed one bit. So, you know, you want to look at this loss and say how horrible it is. And and it's inexcusable to play like that, but we're in a luxurious position of not really having to worry too much about it. If so long as it doesn't spiral out of control, we should be fine. I agree, and I think that's part of the reason I don't care. Honestly, it's happened before. When we lost to the Eagles, I think it was like a kick in the ass that this team needed, and I think it just it just happened again. They faced a difficult opponent, one of the better teams in the league, whether you know it or not. The Cowboys have a really good record. They're in a really tough division. Um, luckily for Vikings fans, the only thing more viral than the Vikings losing 40-3 to is Johnny Sins getting on the, the mega screen through a t- fan tweet saying that he was uh, – army veteran that had served and he's a lifelong vikings fan but vikings i think that was intentional just like by the vikings front office well or just like by the vikings pr like look <laughs> we we need some some something to get away from the game itself that sure is something uh it was before the game so i don't think oh. so oh, that um, falls flat but lucky for us that's more people are talking about that than the stomping the vikings just received but carter tell me if this is unrealistic the Vikings obviously have won all these games by one score. You know, if you flip it, they'd be winless. I think you said that the other week, except for the Packers game, they'd be what one and nine, mm-hmm. but they keep getting these wins. And then they, they've come down to reality twice. Once against the Eagles, once against the Cowboys, the only other team that we faced that was more difficult was maybe the bills. You think maybe this is a good thing in a way, because they're just getting their ass beat by, you know, the NFL's elite or better teams and now they know kind of what they need to improve on and what the players need to focus in on going into another game that's winnable. Because after the two most exciting games we won, one being the Packers, the other one was the Bills, which was game of the year, perhaps, they're going to get kicked with reality. Is that something that maybe is a bright spot you could draw from that? You know, I never really want to say that like it's a good thing coming from a loss 
And in a lot of ways, I think that's like a coping mechanism that's probably say it's like, oh, we can learn so much from this. And like, I don't yeah, disagree you, you, off the bat. I know I'm 100 percent. Yeah, like you're 100 percent right. You can take a lot away from a loss and really come back from it. But nonetheless, it's a tally in the lost column of just a horrible score, not in the Vikings favor. Yeah. I the best turnaround that this could be for the Vikings is a wake up call. However, I'm not 100% sure if that's what it's going to be. If it's not a wake-up call, I am very afraid for what things are to come. But my fear is that even if this is the wake-up call, the Vikings are playing on a short week coming up, and I don't even know if you have enough time to prepare. And I know Maybe we'll talk about good. that later. You hey, can't dwell I, on the past. That's true. It could be a good thing. I mean, I'm I don't think Kirk dwells too much on the past. I'm, he's looking forward to every noon game he can get. You know, nonetheless, the Pats game's a eight something game, right? Seven. Forget the time. Um, it's at seven in Central. I believe. So, okay, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, I don't know. I never really want to say that that's a good thing to lose. But if you can take away the positives, Let, can I reword I it quick? So. Yeah. The fact that we lost by a lot rather than a tightly contested loss, because that's almost more disappointing. I didn't feel bad shutting this game off in the third quarter because I knew Nick Mullins would be out by the time I turned the game back on. Because obviously I'd rather have won the game. I mean, that yeah. goes without saying. But uh, I kind of feel nothing because it yeah. <laughs> got by so much instead of, you know, one score. So is this coming from the mindset of you want this to spark change? Yeah, there's okay. well, one thing is we had injuries. Um, we had a we had Darisaw out, Zaria Smith was a little shaken up, and was anyone else out? Was Dalvin Caleb Tomlinson Evans. out? Caleb Evans was out, that was big. I think Dalvin Tomlinson played, yeah, DT, yeah, but I don't know, we just weren't our healthiest, and I think they needed something. And I figured it would happen now because we just come off one of the most amazing games I've ever witnessed in typical Vikings yeah. fashions, they throw that away. Well, I guess. Hmm. If it can actually spark a change in this team, um, I would say yes. However, I just don't know. I think this week coming up is going to be really telling of what this team is actually made of. They've yeah. faced some adversity now. These last two weeks have been, you know, the first the Bills game ended in a result that everybody liked. But this week was a huge test and didn't really end well. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys were pissed. They were coming off a loss to the Packers and they just gave it to the Vikings. I just if this team can bounce back after getting blown out, it's a really true testament of what this team is like. And it might change my opinion on them if, you know, maybe they can get past uh, a round in the playoffs, whatever round they end up in. Yeah, I want to say that. Maybe that fraudulent qualifier the media was giving the Vikings is now beneficial in that you know nobody's surprised the vikings lost a game it's not this isn't our first loss of the season you know all these games have been close i don't think it really beats down morale that much because we were already underdogs so i'm not too worried about that which is also like another weight that wasn't on my shoulders you know being one of the best teams in the nfl so i'm not too worried all things considered tyler we started seeing some struggles in the commander's game I want to ask you this. Did they crack the code and, you know, getting into the Vikings head and like inspiring teams that, you know, we are beatable. I mean, the Eagles did it before, but that was I think that was a different team than where we're at already. This is a young team. First time head coach. We're still developing every week. So was it the commanders that had started this trend? Do you think? I don't think so. 
I think we've proven that we are beatable, but I don't think there's like a code that was cracked by the commanders or really any team. I think the commanders just went out and played their game, which is just, you know, run the ball and, you know, protect the ball at all costs, check downs to McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. I don't think it had anything to do with this is what the Vikings are bad at. Let's exploit it. I think that was more the Eagles, or maybe that's my bias showing because I strongly dislike the Eagles. But no, I I don't think it was a, you know, hey, the secret's out on the Vikings. If you do this one thing, then, you know, you're going to beat them. I don't think that's the case at all. However, that being said, I think we do have a tendency to struggle against teams that have stronger defenses. Like I looked at that, you know, potential playoff matchup Vikings at the two seed Niners at the seven. And that just terrifies me. You know, the Niners just have a great defense. And yeah, I was going to say you say that and I've noticed that, but let's look at their schedule. Patriots. They have Judon jets. Do they have a premier pass rusher? They've got a good secondary. They've got Sauce, and okay. then they've got another corner. Well, too. then after that, it's the Lions who have Aiden Hutchinson. Then it's mm-hmm. the Colts, who's their pass rusher. Um, former 49er. Is he still uh the oh, Derek... Buckner? He's yeah, DeForest the Buckner. Is he on yeah. the Colts still? Yeah, he's yep. on the Colts. I mean, he's worth considering. What about the Giants? Do they have a pass rusher? Leonard well, Williams? got drafted, and um Quentin Williams is on the Jets. No, Leonard. Oh, Leonard. I'm sorry. I thought yeah. I misheard you. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thibodeau. Okay. And then, and then the Packers. Easy dub. Whatever. And then it's the Bears, who I'm also not worried about. That might be a throwaway game week 18. But And then there's the 49ers, who we'll likely face if we want to make an actual run in the playoffs. So we have a lot of nasty pass rushers coming up. It's a tough stretch. Um, defenses, you know. I think there's a lot of winnable games. If we lose two or three, I wouldn't be surprised. Also, I'm not worried if we lose two or three the rest of the season. I don't know if you are, Tyler, but. I don't know. Do you think it'd be a good thing? I mean, I don't know if it's or, a... no, it's like copium, but like. I mean, if we don't get do that first round by, I don't look care. at it from the aspect of, well, do I like the Niners better or do I like the Giants better. So is it like, worth what, the Vikings throwing a game, not actually throwing yeah, like, resting starters uh, I, if they can like avoid I'm, a matchup with the 49ers? Like, I don't think the team would ever consider that, but as a you fan, you look at though. it like, I'd rather play Seattle or the Giants than the Niners or yeah. the Cowboys. Um, Carter, you watched the Cowboys-Vikings game. It was in the afternoon. What do you think of that? Was it just the Vikings getting caught slacking? You know, they came after came on after this amazing game against the bills where they barely pulled it out people forget that there was amazing plays but they were losing that entire game until the last you know five minutes or a few minutes so what's this is it just a royal stomping for the vikings that were caught slipping i really look at this more as a testament to the cowboys than a downtrodden look on the the vikings because you know as unfortunate as is with y'all when y'all cursed me when y'all bragged to Matt Anderson about my prediction record I've been zero and two since then <laughs> um, almost intentionally almost, almost as if I did it on purpose I know trying trying to catch up in the in the prediction rankings well I lost last week too so yeah set us off one but um oh my gosh I just the Cowboys looked great I still don't necessarily think that they're a contender they're the Cowboys their roster has limitations and whatnot. I think that this was just a pissed off Cowboys team that came out and played Minnesota well 
and Minnesota was just lacking a little bit after watching them struggle and look horrible against the Packers last week. So I look at this more as a Cowboys came back and were mad rather than the Vikings slacking. I think that was a much bigger part of the game, honestly, because putting up 40-something points in the NFL is impressive nonetheless. I don't think the Vikings would have done that against their defense if they were playing well. I've been saying it for weeks. I really like the Vikings to score that many just one time this season. It's, what's what's their highest point total? Is it in the 30s? This season? It's 33, right? 33? It's okay. Buffalo. Let's take yeah. Buffalo out of there because that was an overtime game and an outlier, oh, obviously. Was it the Packers game? Was It might, the, might have been. That's like 27 or 28. I think it was 26, 27, something Dolphins? like that. Dolphins? Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. I don't We need remember. our stats guy, Preet, because Preet would instantly I'm tell like, us. Preet Where does has Preet so get much his stats random from? Knowledge he's got like he, the, he gets it from his head. <laughs> he has so much information stowed in his head. It's insane. So we beat the Bears with 29 points. We beat the Cardinals with 34 points. Okay. And then so 34 is our highest, and then 33 against the Bills, which had overtime included. So we haven't like, even scored up a lot of points. The Vikings the haven't even scored as many points as they lost by to the Cowboys. Yeah. See, like <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> that's yeah. why I think this is such more of a good job Cowboys rather than bad job Vikings type of game. You know, obviously the Vikings did not play well, but yeah, and really the Cowboys defense has been playing exceptional. Tyler, you wrote here that they are scoring like crazy. Um, What's your analysis of this Cowboys team, Tyler? I actually kind of disagree with Carter here. I think with Dak Prescott healthy, this is an elite team. Like, I think they've got a good stable of running backs. They've got Gallup and Lamb at receiver. I think they don't even need a tight end is pretty underrated. Their defense has been playing exceptionally well. Like they went what four and one with Cooper rush at quarterback. And that's because of just like the pieces around them. And now you get, you know, a Kirk cousins level quarterback back, arguably better. You know, I'm afraid of this team. I, I, I think they're elite. I think they're being overshadowed by Philly. Who's, you know, like what nine and one now. So and people say, well, you know, they're not the Eagles. So they've got to be closer to the giants than they are. The Eagles. Now I think this is an elite team. Well, I do have to ask you, Tyler, do you, in regards to the overall NFL, yes, I'd say this is an elite team. They, they are good. I think there are still a few small holes that haven't necessarily been fully exposed yet, but what's the furthest you could see this Cowboys team going? I know that's a little off topic, but Mm. to me, I could see them narrowly making it to a championship, NFC championship, and then just fizzling out and losing. I don't think this is a Super Bowl team. They do feel like a oh, team I think, that doesn't I think have they an could identity. make the Super Bowl. All it takes is for the Eagles to because the Eagles kind of look vulnerable. I feel like the Eagles, you kind of have a game plan of how to beat them. If you get a good enough rushing attack against them and you control time of possession and you limit their opportunities on offense, you force Jalen Hurts to kind of not go hurry up. It, like I feel like Hurts in particular performs better when it isn't run up at the line of scrimmage and just make a quick decision. Like the Eagles are beatable as well. So if, if they're out of the equation, yeah, I could see the I Cowboys think you're still under the impression that this is last year and Jalen Hurts isn't playing at an MVP level. He's no, he is, but like everything is designed for him to play at an MVP level. They've got a good set of talent and system around him. But I feel like when they deviate from that, he tends to look more like uh, first-year Jalen Hurts. Honestly, I think Jalen, we just haven't seen as much of it yet, but I think Jalen Hurts is actually really good at improvising. 
I agree. He, I mean, he just gets that, he just gets that inherent amount of extra time because he's so good on his feet in the pocket. I wouldn't even yeah. say he's a primarily run first quarterback, even though he's excellent at it. He's just, I hate to say it, but it's like kind of reminds me of Mahomes where he does just use it. Oh God. I couldn't. He pairs <sighs> his feet with his arm very well. Oh, and Tyler, I, I would like to add this. I think my opinion of the Cowboys <laughs> will change a little bit if they do sign OBJ. I think my I opinion think of the Cowboys would change if they just used Pollard and not Zeke, period. Oh, that's well, Jerry Jones is still trying to justify giving Zeke all that money. That's got to be the only reason that's it. I mean, there's no world in which anybody can objectively look at the game of football without numbers on the back, not knowing what players were, and say that 21 is better than 20. Tony Pollard is such a better running back at this point, and it's ridiculous. My my theory is just Jerry Jones is justifying the money that they spent spent on Zeke. You know, kind or of reminds me of uh, the whole backfield situation in Dallas was like Melvin Gordon to Austin Eckler, like that the situation the Chargers had to deal with when Austin Eckler sort of came in for relief for uh, Melvin Gordon. Did they trade? And then Melvin he ended Gordon? up winning the job. They end up cutting Gordon. Uh, yeah, they cut Gordon. I don't think it's too similar because this Ezekiel Elliott's just been fading. It's not like Melvin Gordon where he was like demanding a lot of money, even though they both did get contracts since he got that contract. He just has been just slowly on the decline. I don't think there's been this weird steep drop off because he's still decently productive. He's just getting outshined now. And I think I don't know necessarily how much the Chargers expected to get that much of Austin Eckler, you know, Mm -hmm. but to me, I look at it just a little bit differently where Zeke's just that it's look at it like an old man. The age is just catching up to him. He's looking at it. The Marco Murray had to go into the retirement home. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, you know, it's just weird because Zeke hasn't moved. He's been on the Cowboys his whole career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but this isn't a Cowboys podcast, so maybe we should move on instead of dwelling on Zeke. I do. I, I <laughs> have a soft spot for boys. Zeke because he's on my fantasy team and he's been horrible. But I'm already throwing my fantasy out the window. I'm done with that because I keep losing. All right, let's move on to the game that's happening tomorrow when this releases. Vikings Patriots on Thanksgiving. You know, it was weird because I'm like, why aren't the Vikings playing the Cowboys or the Lions? It's Thanksgiving, but. You know, now that they, they have three games now, right? One in the morning, then one in the afternoon, then at night for Thanksgiving. I believe so, yes. But I'm I actually like that like that trend. There's football all day, and I don't have to talk to my family. Yeah. So I think this is a pretty good matchup. Now, you look at the records, the Vikings should be considered a premier team. Say what you will. They're still having trouble with some of these good teams. I mean, that's just the NFL for you. There's a lot of parity. But what matchups are you most excited to see here, Tyler? There's actually just a couple that terrify me. Like, I don't even look at it and say, I'm excited to see that. Do you think I'm excited to see Blake Brandell go against um, Matthew Judon? (laughs) I like to know. Let's see what he can do against one of the best pass rushers. (laughs) You you know, let's just see what happens. It's entertaining. Well, against Micah Parsons, but maybe he can stop Matthew Judon. And then if a Caleb Evan misses, then you're like Andrew Booth versus either Devontae Parker or Jacoby Myers. Andrew Booth might miss the game too. Oh my gosh, Duke Shelley. Um, is is he the next guy up? Like if, uh, if Caleb Evans misses, along Chris with Boyd, Luke. who's not good, but Chris Boyd, that would be okay. I admit, I would be excited to see that because Chris Boyd <laughs> is 
like a legend on social media, he would make it interesting. Even Chris if Boyd's he's a bad. special team player, though. So I don't know. But he plays with energy. And then Duke Shelley, can he replicate that one game he had with like his three one snaps snap, where yeah. it was absolutely incredible? Um, I am interested to see how well Zadarius can generate pressure. Um, you know, he's kind of hobbled at the moment and we're going to need our defense to perform a lot better than they did last week. So that's kind of where I'm keying in him and Hunter. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of matchups that quite frankly scare me. Uh, it's a typical Belichick defense. You know, he doesn't have his Tom Brady on offense, but every year since Tom Brady's departed, the Patriots, their defenses have still been excellent. That hasn't changed. Carter, what are you looking forward with this team, with this game, this matchup? This game really does scare me because Belichick lost his last primetime matchup against the Bears, and that freaks me out a little bit. I just do not see Belichick dropping two primetime games like this. There's It's a short week. The Patriots have a little bit of momentum. They, they beat the Jets. They made Zach Wilson look horrible. Well, also, Zach Wilson made Zach Wilson look horrible, <laughs> but it depends on how you want to interpret it. Um, my main concern really just is the short week. And, you know, like what you said, Matt, I think you said this before we went on air, that could also be a good thing that, um, you know, you're not really thinking as much. You're just going to go out and play ball and have fun. But to me, the Patriots are a team that you need to watch a lot of film on to be successful against. And that is what really concerns me about this game is I feel like they're slowly starting to click. I've never really been that down on them. Um, this whole season, I because you know they went to the playoffs last year and sure they got smacked, but they're still a good team. You know everybody kind of knocked them for not making any big off season moves, but nonetheless, like you you stayed about at the same level as you were last year. And sure the rest of the division got better, but you know you look at it now. I think they're what is it six and four, six and five, something like that. Like they're they're a good team, and I think the Vikings are going to be playing them at a bad time. So. I'm a little nervous. Um, matchup wise, I don't think their secondary is amazing. They have a good young corner. I'm blanking on his name right now. Jack Jones, I want to say James Marcus no. Jones. There was no, a couple of Joneses in this draft who are like slot about. corners. I think it is Jack Jones. Give me one second. Yeah, Jack Jones on the Patriots. Yeah, I got it right. Okay. Cool. He's very good. Um, I want to see how I'm curious to see how the matchup with him and Jefferson will go. Um but I'm a little nervous about this game. I'm a, I'm pretty nervous about this game. I'm not going to lie. I think the ball just needs to come out quick. It's easy to say. Obviously, it didn't happen last week. But I don't think the Vikings the team themselves expected the Cowboys to come out that physically. They can game plan. I know it's a short week. You were saying that. But it shouldn't take much for them to realize, oh, we really screwed the pooch on this Dallas game. Now we got to do the exact opposite what we did against the Patriots because I think the Patriots and Dallas are going to have very similar game plans against this Vikings team. They really, Kirk just, one, my biggest complaint with this team actually on offense is they don't stick with the run when they start running. They give up immediately. I hate that. That's one thing I loved about Mike Zimmer. Say what you will, but he stuck with the run. And with Dalvin Cook, that's what you need to do when he's your running back. Two, they need to just throw it up to Justin Jefferson. We saw it in the Bills game, fourth and 18. He comes down with a contested catch with one hand. You throw everything you got at Justin Jefferson. Like, uh, how many targets did he have last game? Not enough. Not enough. Yeah, what do you have, 30 yards? I think everyone uh, was trying to... Yeah, uh, 33 yards, three receptions, 
Uh, I can't see his targets, but he catches most of the passes that go his way, so I'm not too worried about that. I, Kirk just needs to target him, dude. I think PFF had a stat line about like Trevon Diggs and how he shut down Jefferson. And it was like completely wasn't the misleading. case. Target he, Kirk just didn't have time to target anyone. Yeah. yeah. So as disappointing as that game was, I think it's an outlier. Um, I'm actually expecting a much better game from the Vikings this week. Uh, I don't think it's fair, like I was saying, to say that the short week is advantageous for the Vikings. That's part coping mechanism, part I think we're not going to put out another goose egg like we did against, I guess that's not true. We had three points, but replicate the game we had against the Cowboys. So I don't know. I it just, it's, it hasn't been the identity of this team and I don't think it'll happen again. Not saying we might not get smoked again, but better yeah. not get smoked again. True. That'll I don't think there's really something. room to do it right now. The smoker you know, is full. And oh. that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was. Took me Let's... a second. <laughs> oh, man. I wanted to look at the Vikings schedule really quick because they're going to lose some more games. That's just the way They've it's going to be. They've got the Jets. Here, I've got it right here. No, I have it too. They have the Patriots, Jets. We talked about it earlier. Lions, Colts, Giants, Packers, Bears. I think we might lose the Patriots this week. I'm actually going to pick the Vikings when we get to our prediction segment, but they could lose the Patriots. I think they could lose the Jets, even though the Jets are playing worse. And then I don't see a loss after that, unless you give one up to like the Bears in Week 18 or the Lions squeak one because they've been kind of hot. Hey, I think it's Jeff fair to Saturday's take... no joke. Don't don't discount Jeff Saturday. Oh, and was doing push-ups on the. I'm field. absolutely discounting Jeff Saturday. Why? Why? I just think <laughs> he's Colton great. Bad. They almost beat the Eagles. Well, so by, by the, according to the matchup calculator, since they almost beat the Eagles, it will be possible for them to blow y'all out. That's true. Let's let's actually just start the playoffs based on the matchup calculator. How about yeah. that, Carter? Well, hey, it, I love the NFL because the matchup calculators finally. I think it completed <laughs> itself last week, and and already it's possible for every team to beat every team. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. Okay. I'd love to know what NFL seasons that didn't work out in because it's been true, I think, the last three or four. I think it usually happens, like you said, by the end of the season. Yeah, I love it, though. I that's The NFL is so fun because it's possible. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, – here, let me ask you this before we move on to predictions. I want to know – I haven't been watching the Patriots all that close. The stats might lie. They don't. I don't think – Tyler, what do you think of the Patriots' defense? We were kind of skirting around it, but – are they really a defense as good as the media is saying? Yes. They're the second best scoring defense behind Dallas. And I feel like they're getting hot at just the right time. You know, these last three games, they've given up an average of 7.7 points per game. So you're facing them right at a point where they're just shutting teams down completely. And that worries me a ton. That's now, interesting, too, because the Vikings have been living off their good turnover ratio. It's starting to kind of come back down to earth. It's catching up with them. Yeah, this is kind of the part of the season I was hoping that Kirk starts to, you know, look like normal Kirk like he did last year. Granted, I know you can't do that with a 62% pressure rate or whatever it was against Dallas. Like, I'm not going to blame Kirk for the horrible offensive line play. But he has not been right. himself this year. And I think this is the these next two games, this is the stretch where you really need him to like cut the crap. You know, we can't be 
two interceptions, two touchdowns, and win the game by three. So <laughs> this also isn't a noon game, as Carter pointed it, out to yeah, it's us. A, it's technically a primetime game. It's it's on Thursday night. It's Thanksgiving. And we know how Kirk does when it's not noon. For, for everybody who doesn't well. just know, I uh, flashed up a screen, the new or a nightmare. meme on the screen that says you just lost to the new nightmare. And it's Kirk Cousins standing there menacingly surrounded by a lot of clocks. Oh, man. Yeah, Kirk. Nightmare. My theory is Kirk just has the most strict ritual of any player in the NFL. I And that. if he doesn't play at a noon game, everything's thrown out the window. If yeah. it's not noon on a Sunday... Everything about his ritual stops and fails, and he just can't play. That's, That's why he my... was so great at Michigan State. He had a strict routine. His colleges don't mess around. I mean, I wrote about it. He's basically a robot because of how, actually, I have to say, been impressed. I love the chains and his swagger he's had this year. Imagine saying Kirk putting paint swagger, on a robot. But... Yeah, he he downloaded the swag DLC. We got the up- season. KOC has that advanced technology. They got the software update. So yeah, yeah. he's been stuck on he iOS seven. Software update went up to iOS eight. <laughs> so, but let's give our predictions. How this game will look. Uh, I'll give Preets right away. He submitted it to me um, via Snapchat. He said seventeen fourteen Vikings win. Which, Ooh, you know I. Pre might might be the most biased person here, but he definitely um he picks pretty realistically. I, I wouldn't I have, have to say. guessed that he would have actually picked the Vikings in this game. Yeah, I was surprised when he said that. Especially yeah. he kind of was with me, where he's like, "Yeah, I just kind of feel like nothing after the Cowboys game." You know, we were talking in the group chat, and once it was, you know, it was halftime, we just knew it wasn't going to be a repeat of the Bills game. Yeah, well, it was so. funny. I, I think I was the one showing the most emotion in the group chat <laughs> about that game. I made which is just hilarious. You had nothing to ride on, so yeah. <laughs> I made dang sure to stay out of the group chat because I felt like if I said something, it it wouldn't have flown the second straight week. I was just like, no, I had to clarify that this is a game you can be disappointed in. The Bills <laughs> like, game, I'm we mad. had. Hope. I'm, I'm disappointed. Um. All right, uh, Tyler, what's your prediction for the game? I've got the Patriots winning twenty-four to fourteen. Uh, this is two score. This is just that defense. I'm I'm scared of it, and I don't trust Ed Ingram. Can I mention that I had to watch some of like the post-game like pressers, not like the pressers, but like they go into the locker room directly after the yeah, game, the interviews, or and they did one with Ed Ingram and I'm not sure if he always does this where he's, he's kind of like Anthony Edwards where he's just always smiling, but the dude had like a shit eating grin like after that game. And I, I just can't get over it. Like you are probably one of the biggest reasons why we lost that game. Just a constant pressure you gave up and like, you're sitting there like, and he wasn't even answering any of the questions either. Just like, yeah, man, it is what it is. We could have done better. Like we. This isn't a Zach Wilson situation, though. I mean, you can't put the blame of a game on a, a guard. But yeah, no, I, I see your point. <laughs> but it's been going on like all season, and you're just acting nonchalant. It kind of bugged me. I'm you not gotta, sure. If you gotta accept responsibility, but this situation is a little bit different. The than whole I think team most sucks. People. Yeah. Yeah. 
You you can directly all I mean obviously nothing is direct because it's a team sport, but you can make an argument that if Zach Wilson didn't go nine of twenty two or whatever it was, they would have won that game. And also the fact that they had like what two or three dropped interceptions, like come on. Oh, we'll talk about that. But... Oh, and here's the silver lining about the pressers too. Most of the players that I watched. Everyone was like, I can't wait to play Thursday. I want this taste out of my mouth so bad. Like I that's I just that's the answer that you're told to give. Yeah. But like you could just see it. Everyone was like internally pissed. Like Dude, they lost 40 to three. How, how they were acting. Like <laughs> I, I, like they were red. Like if the game was played tomorrow, they'd be out there. Like that, that was the vibe. So if you're a Vikings fan hoping that they'll be focused, I think they'll be focused. I'm not sure if they'll win, but they're going to be motivated. I wouldn't base it off what they said in a presser. Like, nah, but like you can, you can like feel the atmosphere. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, I just have a hard time doing that because there, you know, you get a few deviations where people say things they're not supposed to, but they're trained to say certain things, and they know if they say certain things, it's just going to make them look just horrible. Yeah, and, and Mike Zimmer, Zimmer, Ed Ingram's like, a rookie. Established run. He hasn't been saying the same thing year after year. He. You know, we don't know how good he is in front of a microphone. Like, he could just be smiling because he's uncomfortable. Or you, you can't draw anything from that. So I don't know. I don't blame the guy. He's still a rookie. There's other people that responsibility should fall on too. It was it, it was pretty much a failure as a team. So, and KOC, you know, took a lot of the blame himself. Uh, moving was on. Was he doing push-ups like Jeff Saturday? I wish yeah, maybe Jeff Saturday push-ups. is a real one. At least he's cool. All right, Carter, what's your prediction for the Pats game? I just have a weird feeling this is just going to be a weird game. I feel like it's going to be pretty low scoring. I uh, feel like there's going to be a lot of field goals in this game. You better hope Greg Joseph comes up clutch, but I'm going to guess it's going to be like yeah. a around 17 to Don't 16 points, and then Vikings are going to have about 13 to 14. I think the Patriots win. I agree with your consensus of the scoring. I don't know how many made field goals there are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll but, see what I think the offense that can sustain a drive to get in position to kick a 30 yard field goal is going to be the one that wins. So, but both these teams are coming off short weeks and the Vikings are at home two straight home games. Now we got railed at home last week, but I'm going to predict the Vikings win, you know, 14, maybe 13 to 10. Um, most because of what you said, it's going to be a weird game. I think these Patriots, this Patriots team plays weird games. This Vikings is a weird team. I wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know, two touchdowns total, maybe this whole game, because, you know, the Vikings defense isn't the best, but it, it has been, but don't break. And there are two outlier games, the Eagles and now um, the Cowboys, where they let up a lot of points. But for the most part, they've been solid this season. And this Patriots offense, despite their, you know, their rookie running back. He's a rookie, right? Uh, Ramondre Stevenson? Yeah, or is he older? I, he, he's a... I think it might be his second year. I'm not 100% Second year? Sure. He's been I good. Think it's his second year. Uh, for once, the Patriots are actually sticking with a running back as a whole, as a um, bell cow back. But yeah, no, I think it's going to be a weird, maybe even boring game. But I think the Vikings can pull this one out. And, it, you know, I've been saying I've been waiting for a convincing win. I don't think it's this week. No. And... We might not even see a convincing win, even if we get deep into the playoffs. Yeah. I would like to add this super quickly. I think a lot of this game depends on if the Vikings turn the ball over in a bad position or not, because the Patriots will capitalize on that. 
I think if the Vikings turn the ball over even once, I think the Patriots win this game. Another can, and I'm banking well, on there being a turnover. There might not be a lot of possessions for either team if they yeah. do a lot of running. Carter mentioned that this could be like a huge field goal game. It should be noted that Nick Folk, the, the Patriots kicker, I think he missed like two field goals last week. So it's not just Greg Joseph who's been struggling. It's also the Patriots kicker. Yeah, the Patriots. So we might have a couple of missed field goals as well. Well, it's kind of funny. I saw Greg Joseph's stats um, on the screen last uh, last Sunday. I was like, he's a lot. His stats are not as bad as I thought they were. I think it's just because they don't let him kick a lot anymore. Yeah, it was weird because I think it was. I want to say he was thirteen for nineteen, something like that. You know, it's not great, but based on my, I think because head, a couple of them weeks, are fifty yard plus. Yeah, fifty plus yarders. So. Yeah, I can't, that makes I can't it remember look a exactly better. what it was. It's the, it's the PATs he misses that is a problem. Yeah, that's you can't do that. I know okay. Tyler's Greg Joseph's bigger biggest <laughs> hater in the world. So Yeah, it sounds like we're Average still defending Greg him. Joseph I'd rather hater. have a better kicker, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's just do this. Let's do the predictions records. Carter has fallen to a reasonable 8-2 and two after this downfall since we had guest Matt Anderson. I, it's ruined me. We'll have to reach back out to him and let him know. If he's, yeah, maybe, if he's listening, maybe. Matt, you, you screwed me over. <laughs> No, I'm at. I'm coming back, dude. Objects in your mirror are close and they appear. I'm at seven and three, right behind you. Preet's at a humble six and four. Tyler, you're right behind him at five and five. So I'm mediocre, you know, yay! Exactly, fifty fifty, baby. And you might have an extra given one. You're the Jeff remember. Fisher of guessing. <laughs> yes. Um, but Carter, will you introduce Super Gremlin of the Week for us and give yours, and then we'll close out the show. Of course, Super Gremlin of the Week is our segment of the week that we basically get to talk about anything in the sports world for any reason. And my Super Gremlin of the Week is the Rams organization, because I really don't understand. You know, I'm sure there's an article out there that will explain it to me, but I don't care. I don't care about the Rams. I don't want to read it. The Rams just went ahead and released Daryl Henderson, and that just makes no sense to me. Because, you know, if you had just told me this at the beginning of the year with Cam Akers issues, that Cam Akers would be the running back and Daryl Henderson would be gone. I'm like, what? What? This makes no sense. I And some people, I saw it on Instagram, some people were saying, oh, what are they What are they doing? Are they trying to make room to sign somebody? I'm like, you're three and seven. What? <laughs> you, you shouldn't be signing anybody. It's just a very weird move that I feel like was not necessary. And, you know, I have Henderson on my fantasy team. I hope he gets picked up by somebody. I'm My fantasy team's struggling. So They he, haven't had a good running back either at all. Like, has Henderson put together a full game? Maybe a I couple? Mean, he's been serviceable. I mean, and Cam Akers was really good until Yeah, but Cam there. Akers should have been one they released. There were rumors that he was asking to get let go. Apparently, I, I could be wrong about this since I don't follow the Rams that closely, but apparently him and McVay mended their relationship to an extent. But this it's just so weird. It's just weird. What, yeah. What's going on there is strange because I know their team is not great. And I didn't think they were going to be as good as they were last year. But they have the biggest Super Bowl slump I've ever is, seen. Is insane. Off yeah. the top of my head. Like it's it's bad. And it's not even like they're coming out there and losing narrow games. There, there's been a few games, but they just have not looked functional. No, that's wild to me. I guess they sold out for, we're going to see all these contracts and all this lack of picks catch up to them really fast. Now McVay might retire, but is it the thing is, you know, this is like a general question. Is it worth it since you got that Super Bowl? I think it is. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, I like, it doesn't matter. You like just asserted if you can... dominance in LA. 
you just basically told the Chargers, go back to San Diego. We own LA. Like, does the this mean the Clippers of the NFL? Does this mean that they got more <laughs> fans in LA? What did this prove for them after the move? Like, like LA know. fans are weird. Where like they they feel Do they the care need about to football. Have, like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, they're fair weather fans, but like they're also like, are people repping Lakers gear, Lakers jerseys, and then a Rams hat? What's going on? I mean, yeah, I feel like, like you that. can with the color scheme of the Lakers. It wouldn't look too out of place with that yellow. Yellow on yellow. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is weird. Um, There's just a need to prove like Los Angeles dominance at every corner. But like the people who try and do this are like celebrities who are so out of touch with the team and only care when the team's in the spotlight. It's LA is a weird place for sports, man. That's all I got to say. Oh, uh, if you want to keep talking, you can give us your super. Oh gremlin. yes, my super gremlin. Um, <laughs> sick segue by me. My super gremlin of the week is Melvin Gordon. So he just got cut, and he posted a meme of him driving away in the Ford Bronco. <laughs> I just saw like this. OJ. I didn't think it was real. And uh, he made sure on the way out to call out uh, Broncos country for the hell he had to endure, or he he had the word hell in there. Like, oh, y'all made my life hell. Did they talk about the fact that that's like also in line with Broncos country? Let's ride. Yep. Broncos country. Let's ride out of here. But it's, it's rich coming from him because, you know, he's fumbled the ball so many times. You're the one putting the, one of the people putting the team through hell and you're going to act like, Oh, y'all are the problem. The fans are the problem. No, like there's a reason you got cut. Also as a biased Vikings fan, Mike Boone is better. I would like to see Mike Boone get some reps, dude, for real. Dude, for real, his I'm I'm not even lying about this. So I a while back I was in this Vikings Facebook group. This is gonna be a random tangent. I know it. No, no, no. His his aunt was in the Facebook group. I think you told this on the show. Yeah, yeah, I told this. So like every time the Vikings would play, she would just hype up Mike Boone in that in that Facebook group. So I I really wish the best for Mike Boone because his aunt is awesome. And I I want him to get all the Shout out to Mike Boone's aunt, dude. Yeah. Um, I'm disappointed Preet's not here because Preet has, believe it or not, some history with OJ Simpson. Oh, <laughs> so oh fact, yeah. So Preet's blocked by OJ Simpson Twitter. He might be pissed I'm saying oh, this without yeah. him here. What did he do? I don't we'll even know up, what he did. We'll bring we'll, it up next week. I'm also, sure this just it. this is a joke. I really hope. I don't think this is true in the slightest. And you know, putting that there in case it does come turn out to be true. Allegedly, but a tweet. Multiple sources indicate that after last night's overdone loss to the Raiders, former Broncos running back Melvin Gordon loudly played several songs by hip hop oh, yeah. in the Broncos <laughs> locker room. Quarterback Russell Wilson reportedly demanded his immediate release that same night. <laughs> and he had a tweet that had something to do with future sack, right? It's got no, I mean, it's there's it, no way it's reporters. But yeah, I don't think that's a real I don't think it's real. But yeah, yeah. no, it's I, just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> On a somewhat related note for Preet, I got him an anonymous gift that's a flag, and it's just uh, the juice is loose. It says on the flag, and the image on the flag is the white Bronco going down the highway. Oh. I don't know how <laughs> that exists or why that's on Amazon, but I saw it, and I'm like, oh, Preet. Yeah, Preet would love that. So he has it hanging up in his room behind us every time we record. So it's a shame he missed out. Tough shit, Preet. Um, it's, been a, it's been a good episode. I feel bad for him. I know it's been weird. It's been better. It's weird. Maybe we yeah, should consider. Maybe cuts. we should. Maybe we should consider. You know, doing a few roster changes. Yeah. Nah. Right. None the nah, case. Who, none... who else is gonna do the the closeout? Like, 
He's got that line. Oh, right? all, all I would love to see it. Tyler try to do that. Tyler, I'd love to see. I you don't even do fucking that, know yeah. the line. What's all right, the line? Before we go, no, we're not done. I want to submit my super gremlin. Oh. I have. We talked about him earlier, so we'll be quick. Zach Wilson's my submission. You know, I saw the Rams record, and it failed to occur me occur to me that, you know, maybe Zach Wilson is the problem because I thought he was playing well, but really. The rest of that team is actually just a solid team. Their defense is solid. They have some good weapons. Uh, Flacco was playing well. And the head coach, what's his name? Ro- what's the... uh, Robert Sala. Yeah, Sala. Yeah. He uh, he said, you know, I'm not committed to giving Zach Wilson the starting role. So Flacco might start. And Zach Wilson just came out not accepting any responsibility for the loss, even though he failed to score once um, in the 10-3 to loss against the Patriots while completing only nine out of his 22 attempts. He looked horrible. He's been bad. Um, We have the comments that happened on Amazon's broadcast with RG three, just looking at the camera with his, the look of fear because uh, (laughs) Booger McFarland was talking about Zach Wilson's um, childhood, you know, being wealthy and not having to weird comments. Nonetheless, the whole situation's all messed up. It's just crazy that the Jets fumbled that pick, and now they're kind of back where they always have been. Besides having, despite having a good team, you know, it's unfortunate, honestly, because I'd like to see the Jets be good in that division. Uh, they'll they'll trade for Derek Carr or something. <laughs> that sounds about right. You know, I yeah. figured Derek Carr would end up on the Colts. You know, yeah, he's next... he's either a Jet or a Colt <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah, he's right up his alley. Um. After yeah. this draft, it turns out that uh, Zach is the second best Wilson on his team. So, <laughs> well, hey, I do think if the the Jets draft Derek Carr, they're a very good team. Or excuse me, trade for Derek Carr or pick oh him yeah, up. who knows? They're yeah, I'm team. a I'm a Derek Carr truther. So. I I am as well. I love Derek Carr. I remember a time when it was right after that draft where Carr came out, and I was trying to pedal that Teddy was better than car because I, I i was kind of salty that he was getting all the love as a rookie i'm like but teddy's good too but another thrilling story from tyler yes and on that we will end the ending the show tyler do you want to give us give us preet's signature famous lines his famous last words you have now just completed your voyage on the love boat you know what i, I actually like the sound of that this time you want me to give it a whirl uh sure, why not yeah you have now just completed your voyage on the love boat. Well, that was certainly better than Prism. Thanks, <laughs> everyone. <in that. laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> Come back next Wednesday. Bye, guys.